0: I think this month we are wrapping it up so that we move on to other things but still in Jesus because you can never exhaust preaching Jesus. So this morning I am going to talk on what I decided to call there is no other way but Jesus. There is no other way in this life but Jesus. There's no other way of doing anything you want to do but Jesus. That is for Christians and even non-Christians. And so this morning I'm going to endeavor to show you or show us our role as believers in this way that is called Jesus. The Bible says there is no other name given unto men by which to be saved but the name Jesus So there is no salvation in any other thing but Jesus. There is no salvation in your church, in your denomination. There is no salvation in your going to church. There is no salvation in even reading the Bible. There is no salvation in anything else that people normally do. But salvation is in the name of Jesus and is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So this morning, I want to just show you that our mission as Christians is to preach Jesus. The ministry of every Christian is to preach Jesus. The work of every Christian everywhere is to preach Jesus. And nothing else and nothing more. The mission of the church, which is a collective noun of believers following the Lord Jesus Christ, is to preach Jesus. As we sit here, or even as we do what we are doing, wherever we are doing, I want us to understand this very, very clearly, that your work is to preach Jesus. You see, preaching Jesus is not just what we do here on a Sunday. Preaching Jesus is what we do every minute of our lives outside this sitting or this meeting. The Sunday meetings are just for refreshing ourselves as believers. Sunday meetings is just like we are in a garage where you take your car for service, for re-oiling, for checking up here and there, are you fine, are you okay, what has been happening throughout the week, and then you go back to the mission field to preach Jesus. Are you with me this morning? Please talk to your neighbor and say you are a preacher of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that a lot of Christians everywhere in the world think that preaching jesus or preaching as it were is for what we call the fivefold function eh? ephesians chapter number four let's start there for the sake of my discussion this morning so that at least you will understand what i am talking about ephesians chapter number four it's not on your screens. It will not come on the screens. It's, it's right in your Bible. From number 11, and he himself gave some, some among us, among us Christians, to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He gave, or he chose, he gave from amongst us some to be prophets, to be apostles, to be teachers, to be pastors, to be that for this one reason, to equip to skill, to train, to encourage, to sharpen saints for the work of ministry. And the work of ministry, like I have alluded to, is preaching Jesus. The role of the fivefold is not necessarily to preach Jesus, but to equip Christians, believers, so that wherever they are, they are doing the work of ministry which is preaching Jesus, so that everyone can come to the knowledge of the Son of God. So that everyone can come to the perfection of our faith. Our faith is so perfected when we are in agreement that we live for Jesus. When we are in agreement that our walk and our run or whatever it is, is to show or manifest Jesus to the world. Because the world needs only one thing, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How many would agree with me this morning that the world does not need the church? It doesn't need anything else. The world needs Christ Jesus. And it is you and me who can show the world Jesus. Who can lead the world to Jesus if we do our Christian work of preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 23. This one will be on the screen this time. Paul talks of something very profound. That, But we preach Christ crucified. That's our assignment. You know, we don't necessarily preach Jesus anywhere else, but our preaching is when he was crucified because everything begins on the crucifixion. Yeah, the power of Jesus, the power of what God intended to do for men is on the crucifixion, on the cross. So we preach him crucified. We preach him resurrected because he did not remain on the cross. He died, got buried, and rose again. That is where the power lies. So you and me, our mission is to point people to the event on the cross. Because on the cross, that is where humanity got her salvation. That is where humanity, you know, got her freedom. Because on the cross, it is clear, ladies and gentlemen, that the Bible says he took away... eh? You see, there was a total exchange on the cross. It was not a minimal exchange. It was a total and complete exchange. He took away everything that I was. He took away my sin. He took away my diseases, my sicknesses, my lostness, my confusion, my poverty, and everything else. And he gave me himself. So that was the exchange. He gave me himself. You know, Jesus is the fullness of God. Jesus is the total power of God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom of God. So on the cross, he took away from me everything that sin had created out of me, that sin had made out of me, and he put himself on me. Complete exchange. So when we are ministering Christ to the world, we are trying to cause them to understand that, hey, the things you are struggling with, actually they were taken care of on the crucifixion. Yeah? We are trying to say to them, look here, you don't have to be struggling anymore about these things because he took them away and they gave you himself. The perfect man. The complete man of God, the life of God, everlasting, the zoe life of God. He gave it, he imputed it upon ourselves, and we carry it when we believe in him. And we walk in that fullness. So the world wants to hear this, but how will they hear when you and me who have Christ in us don't minister Christ to the world? Are you with me this morning? Let's move on. First Corinthians 2, please get your Bibles now. Let's read some scriptures. They are not on the screen. It's a Christmas bonus. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Are you there? Verse number 2. I want to read from my Bible, not from my paper. I have it written on my paper, but I must read from my Bible so you can fully understand. Paul says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, there was opportunity for Paul to know many things, but when he came among the Corinthians, His determination was to know one thing. One man, Jesus Christ. How do you preach Jesus if you don't know him? Maybe the reason why we aren't preaching Jesus where we are is because we don't fully know Christ. We don't fully understand who he is. But Paul is determined every step of his life Not to know the church, not to know Papa Piggy, not to know any other thing, but to know Jesus Christ. Because he has to preach Christ, and he can only preach Christ from the position of knowledge. Maybe this morning, beloved, what we need to be doing, maybe as a resolution for the new year, The best resolution would be to know Christ deeper so we can make him known. We can only make him known when we know him. But our mission is to make Jesus known. So as believers or as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be consistent in our pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ and in our desire to know him so we can make him known. Are you with me this morning? Praise God. 2 Corinthians, let's move. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We are preaching no one else but Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your born servants, for Jesus' sake. We do not preach ourselves, but we preach who? Jesus Christ. I was just reflecting on this scripture and thinking that maybe the reason, let me start and put it this way. Do you know that we have more churches than anything else these days, even more than companies and industry. Yeah? Every corner of every street there is a church. Yeah? Not only in Bulawayo, throughout Africa. Some churches have very mysterious names. Some people are in those churches every day preaching. Hello? But listen, there is more corruption there is more lawlessness than you would imagine. I would have thought that looking at the number of churches and looking at the amount of preaching that is taking place everywhere, we would have very minimal corruption and lawlessness and violence and takari and all that kind of stuff. But it is the opposite. The reason is simple as far as I'm concerned. Preaching, yes, we are preaching. But what are we preaching? That's the question. Because it's only Jesus who can convict people. It's only Jesus who can bring change in the minds of people. It's only Jesus who can convict the corrupt, who can convict thugs, Is only Jesus, not anything else. So there is preaching all over the place, but we're preaching ourselves. We're preaching what we want. We're preaching our own craftiness. We're preaching our own revelations. We're preaching a lot of things that don't convict many. Ladies and gentlemen, what the world needs is a conviction. And that conviction comes through the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth and nothing else. So the day we will stop preaching ourselves, the day we will stop telling people about ourselves, the day we will stop telling people about our churches and everything else and start telling them about Jesus Christ, conviction happens. And things will change in our community. Are you with me this morning? Please talk to your neighbor and say you preach Jesus, not yourself. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Maybe if you can go there. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's let's discover this and we move on. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse number 2. Paul says to Timothy, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Preach the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that word has a name, and the name of the word of God is Jesus Christ. So when Paul says preach the word, he is saying preach Jesus, young man. In season, when it is favorable, preach Jesus. Out of season, when it is not favorable, preach Jesus. Don't change your message because you are the messenger of Christ. That's why the Bible says we are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. We represent Jesus everywhere. We stand for Jesus everywhere. And our message Therefore, is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. We speak nothing else but Jesus. We sing nothing else but Jesus. We walk nothing else but Jesus. We do nothing else but Jesus as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever we are, we are preaching Christ. Talk to your neighbor and say that is good anyway. Acts chapter 4, let's go there. Sometimes it's good to run across the Bible and look for scriptures, eh? Acts chapter 4. Please go there. Of course, we'll be rushing after time. Acts chapter 4, verse number 31. This is a famous story. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. You know the story. There is the start of persecution in Acts chapter 4 of the early church, and they gathered together, and they preach, and a lot of things happen. And the Bible says when, where they gathered after praying, the place shook. Not only that, the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak the word with boldness. All of them, all those who were gathered in that place were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak the word with boldness. It was not only Peter and the disciples who were speaking the word with boldness, but it was every believer. Because they were filled with this Holy Spirit who gives them boldness. How many people know that the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher? He teaches us all things. So when he is in us, he teaches us how to teach. And we teach by the action of the Holy Spirit. So they began to speak the word in boldness. and gentlemen, we're looking for believers who are bold enough to speak the word. Bold enough to minister Christ. Bold enough to stand at any given podium, anytime, anywhere in the world, and say, Jesus is Lord. Before I teach you how to make money, let me teach you how to know Jesus. Because when you know Jesus, you know how to make money. Before I teach you business, before I teach you anything, let me teach you how to know and love Jesus Christ. Because that's the beginning of everything and anything in this life, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter number 8. Let's read from verse number 5. Now verse number 4 first. Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. I love Christ. It's after the death of Stephen and the church is persecuted and they scatter to different directions. And the Bible says, those, and therefore those who were scattered, went everywhere preaching the word. They went everywhere preaching nothing but the word. They were not telling people about their persecutions, about their pains, about the bond note, about the cues and all these. They were telling people about Jesus in the midst of a persecution. That's the heart of a believer. That's the heart of a Christian, a disciple of the living God. Fair and fine, ladies and gentlemen, things will always be tough. Jesus said, you will have tribulation in this world. He never said we will be excluded from it. As long as we are in the world, we will experience tribulation. But guess what? In the midst of that tribulation, our song is not the tribulation, but Jesus. Our message is not the tribulation, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because when we speak Jesus, preach jesus focus on the lord jesus guess what our faith begins to work for us because he is the author and the perfecter of our faith so when we fix our eyes on him our faith begins to work and before you know it you are finding your way through and out of the tribulations and you can sit down and say wow he is a good god are you with me this morning? So they went scattered as they were and preached Jesus. And then verse number five. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heated the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits Crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Verse number 8. And there was great joy in that city. I love it. There was great joy in that city when Philip preached Jesus to Samaria. When he preached Jesus, miracles began to happen. Things began to happen. When he preached Jesus, they began to see the power of God. You see, when you speak or preach Jesus, he manifests the reign of God in a particular environment. And when the reign of God begins to be manifest, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It brings joy in the hearts of people. Don't you think we need joy in Bulawayo? It's not going to come because there is a no port walls, there is a nice roads or whatever have you, joy will come when believers in Bulawayo can stand up and preach Jesus. When believers in Bulawayo can stand up and proclaim the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus begins to work on the streets of the city, people will see him, people will physically experience the goodness of the Lord and joy will come into their spirits and there will be joy in the great city. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many cities in the world. Beautiful cities, beautiful roads, beautiful buildings everywhere else you go there. But I love cities at night when there is electricity all over. It looks beautiful, eh? Very beautiful. But guess what? The people who stay in those beautiful things are dying inside of them. They have no joy. They have no peace they are confused. They are committing suicide. They are violent. They are raping one another. They are killing their own children. They are doing all kinds of things in the midst of all that glitter and all that beauty. The world can be beautiful, but without Jesus there is no joy. Without Jesus there is no hope. Without Jesus there is no reason for life. Without Jesus, there is no passion to pursue life. Without Jesus, life is just stagnant. But here you are, you and me, born again, born of God, filled with the Spirit of God, not for ourselves, but for the world. That we may preach Jesus. That we may go out wherever we go on Christmas. Preach Jesus. I was just thinking and wondering. Christmas, is it really about Jesus anymore? Or it just a business philosophy? In the world, they think they are celebrating the birth of Jesus, but do they know Jesus? Don't you think there is some bit of madness to just go by celebrating somebody's birthday you don't even know? (laughs) Ah, I'm not sure. They... (laughs) They are celebrating Jesus, but look at how they celebrate. Is this how you celebrate Jesus? No, 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 no. no. So Christmas is not about Jesus in the world. It's a good business philosophy, a good business strategy. That's where people make money during that season. But you and me are completely different. We don't celebrate like the world. We know what we are celebrating we know what we have and that is what we will speak to the world and that is what we will do to the world you with me this morning i'm about to close i still have a few minutes here every believer ladies and gentlemen is assigned a personal pulpit every one of us here you have your personal pulpit not necessarily this one here this is verse pulpit. But he too has a pulpit beyond this. Every believer has a personal pulpit. In your home, go and preach Jesus. What are you saying to your people? Who are you preaching to your people? Jesus or something else? I'm not sure. But that is your pulpit. If you are a father here, Your family is your number one. Puppet. Preach Jesus. Teach Jesus. To your kids, to your grandkids, to your spouse, to your relatives. Let them know that when they come to your house, they will hear about Jesus. Let them know that when they are in your house, there are some movies that cannot be watched on your TV. Preach Jesus. Are you listening to me? Not only that, but in the community, all of us here are in the community. We have a pulpit in the community. Are you working? Your office is your pulpit. What are you sharing with the people in your office? When they walk into your office, what do they hear? The crumblings the complaints about the Zim situation. Maybe our situation in Zimbabwe is getting worse and worse because you and me also complain and influence it. Because remember that your words are more powerful than the non-believer outside there. So you, skip, you, you continue putting fire on fire <laughs> and the thing bends. So you have your own pulpit in your office. In your school, if you are a teacher, those 45 innocent souls in front of you every day, have you preached Jesus to them? How come you let them come to you throughout the year and they go back the same without knowing Jesus? I want to challenge us here this morning. Wherever you are, preach Jesus. Are you with me this morning? In politics, if you are in politics, go and preach Jesus. In business, go and preach Jesus. In the marketplace, go and preach Jesus. Everywhere you are, be it in sports, in arts, or wherever you find yourself, go and preach Jesus. That is your pulpit, and that is the mission of a believer. Who knows the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you with me? Are you desiring to fight fight and finish corruption in our politics? Unless Christians in our politics become Christians, our politics will always fall. And we will then listen to the devil's lie that politics is a dirty game. It is not a dirty game. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Politics is a good game. It's about managing God's people and resources so it cannot be dirty. It's only that you and me don't want to go there and put Jesus in it so that it can save the interest of God and of the people. But if you are here and you are in politics and you intend going into politics, go and preach Jesus, not your party. Not anything else but Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus says, Occupy till I come. Where you are, preach Jesus until he comes. Where you find yourself, you have been placed there for a purpose to preach Jesus until he returns. Don't preach any other but Jesus until he comes. Are you with me this morning? Maybe even as we end the service today, as we end the year, as we go on to do what we need to be doing, I have two minutes, Clive, to kill this. As we do what we are doing, I want us to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that many, 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 in my language, out there, people out there, men out there, is dead and needs life. And that life is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Man is walking a course of destruction, and he needs deliverance. And there is no deliverance in anything else but Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Man there is hopeless, and he needs God. And nothing else. Man is separated from God and needs Christ. He is the only one who reconciled man with God. Maybe as the best Christmas present, you can give to your people. Tell them about Jesus. Merry Christmas, but Jesus loves you. Give your lives to the Lord Jesus. Maybe that is what we need to to be sharing with our people. But what did I say this morning? Lest you forget anything else. Remember this. Preach Jesus. Merry Christmas to you all. God bless you, and thank you.
1: Amen. Thank uh, you, well put, nothing to add. So I'll just pray. Father, I give you thanks and praise, Father God. <laughs> wherever we find ourselves, wherever we, we, whichever place we occupy, Lord God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, just as in, in the book of Acts, Lord God. May the Spirit come upon us so that we have the boldness to to preach christ O oh father god this week this year next year for the rest of our lives father god father i pray that we through the holy spirit father god you you direct us you tell us what we ought to say and who we ought to speak to and may christ father god be lifted up may he be exalted oh father god and may we decrease in whatever wherever we find ourselves lord god In the name of Jesus Christ, I give you thanks and praise. Amen. Um, I'll just... uh, Thank you, Kilton.